in the end of our life, we'll all be held accountable for the things that we've done in our life. And, and there's so much about what Jesus is talking to the scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scholars of the law at that time frame that really comes, comes down to that, uh, a certain level of accountability that we have in our, in our life and what we actually do, the, the actions that we perform, uh, whether we live moral or immoral lives, as, as I talked about yesterday. And there's, there's an amazing part about that accountability that I, have, I had thought back about in my own life, which is one of the reasons that it's important to have good people in your life, especially at least some, <laughs> that share your faith tradition. Other Catholic friends that can kind of hold you accountable. There's, um, there's that uh, line in the scripture, as iron sharpens iron. Uh, it's important to be able to have those people in our life because they're often the ones <laughs> that will actually call us out when we're doing something that, uh, that's wrong. And there's usually enough trust between that relationship where we're actually willing to listen. I can still remember when I was discerning for the priesthood, my, one of my best friends, Drew, he, um, we used to have breakfast every Friday. We used to go to a place down in the Pearl District, and, uh, and he said to me, and I had been dating somebody for a while at that point, but I had also been talking about entering the seminary. And he's from South Carolina, so he, he doesn't have an overwhelming accent, but it's still there. <laughs> and he just said, he's like, well, I don't know, man. He's like, I kind of think, like, if you were going to enter the seminary, you should probably break up with Avery <laughs> and stuff. And, and, you know, no truer words have ever been uttered. <laughs> but uh, in that moment, um, I was able to receive what he said because I knew he, he loved me and he cared about me. But I know that that wasn't easy to say to him. It, it wasn't easy for him to say to me um, at that time. But that's why we really do need those that share our faith tradition <laughs> in our lives because they need to hold us to the moral accountability that we have in our faith, not sort of their conception of, of what morality might be. And there's this, and, and you see that even in this letter, um, all St. Paul's letters. In this one, it's a little bit more endearing. You know, he doesn't start this letter with, you fool, Gal you Galatians, you fools, or something like that, like he does sometimes. But again, much of what St. Paul is doing in those letters is being an accountability partner for those churches. He's telling them when they're doing something wrong and when they're doing something right, and what is right and what is wrong. And also reminding him, or reminding all of them, what the precepts of the law really are. And, and you know, the greeting I used uh, today at Mass really is the greeting that he gives in the beginning of that letter to the Ephesians. You know, the, the, gra the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And, um, and so there's an accountability that's there, and they were willing to listen and be docile enough to actually be uh, corrected. Uh, and even that word, docility, docility doesn't just mean that somebody is kind of like, like, you know, sort of calm and small or something like that. Docility is really an ability to be taught, um, a willingness to actually learn. So to be docile is to be somebody who's actually willing to learn and to be, to be corrected and take direction of some sort. 
And, and you, we see what, what a crazy example this is that the Lord gives at the beginning. It's like, woe to you who build the memorials of the prophets whom your fathers killed. And so they, in their tradition, they're the ones that put the prophets to death. But yet once they're dead, they wanted to celebrate them and make some sort of fanfare. It was completely hypocritical to the way that they were treating people. Of course, you know, in the way that they're treating Jesus, as we see here. And, you know, today we, we celebrate the great, great Saint, Saint Teresa of Avila. And um, it, there, there's almost too much, you know, to say about her. You know, a doctor of the church, a great writer, a great, a great friend to um, Saint John of the Cross. And there's so many amazing things about some of these saints. And they said that one of the things that was difficult for um, for Teresa was that she actually had charisma. <laughs> she was a really likable person. They said kind of like St. Francis and some of the other saints of the day. And one of her struggles was she liked to be liked. <laughs> and, you know, most of us do. You know, we kind of prefer to be in that particular spot. And so that was difficult for her sometimes because sometimes it was easier for her to do things that were pleasing to people to please them um, and, and it might not always always be true. So that was something that was a real struggle for her in her life because she was a charismatic personality and people were truly attracted to her. And uh, there's a story about when she was young that I always found kind of amusing. When she was seven years old, she convinces her brother that they need to go off and be martyred by the Moors. And so they, were, they run off to, to go um, seek martyrdom. And I guess they were just caught by one of their uncles just on the edge of the city who brought them brought them back. But, but some of these great saints um, have some amazing virtue within. But she really struggled a lot with um, feeling like she was just the greatest sinner ever. That she's, oh, I'm just, I'm the worst, I'm the worst. And, and struggled a lot with focus. And this is a person who's famous for being, you know, a contemplative nun, <laughs> you know. And, and there's, a, there's a section that they said, for 18 years she struggled with prayer. So sometimes people give me years that they've struggled with something. I don't know. You know, we don't know how long some of our desolation and our dryness and our struggles lasted. In one particular part of her life, 18 years, she struggled with being able to focus and to contemplate uh, on different things. But then she also became a great reformer of, of her order of the Carmelites at a time when the Reformation had started as well. And so she was one of the great reformers of our tradition within our tradition as well. So she's a great example for us as well of about trying to keep her own order and her own sisters accountable to one another by holding to the truths of the faith that they kind of had lost. And so she's a great example of us to that gospel accountability that we all have to have in our lives. God bless you all today.